0: Welcome to Truth Be Told, a weekly broadcast brought to you by Brother Edwards, also known as the mail carrier for the Lord. Today we are going to be in Romans chapter 5, uh, verses 10 and 11, we're going to discuss reconciliation, reconciliation, okay? We're going to talk about reconciliation in chapter 5, verses 10 and 11 in the book of Romans. But before we proceed any further, we must ask our Father to guide us through our study. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for blessing us with your word. We thank you that we're able to study and to live according to your doctrine. We have been blessed to be chosen by you to be your children and to represent you here on this earth. Guide us now, Father, as we attempt to glean something uh, something edible, something nourishing, something that will help us to be complete in our walk with Thee, Father. Help us to get a clear understanding of reconciliation. But if we don't get one today, Father, continue to work with us as You always do until we do understand. Father you are so wonderful so awesome and so loving and so caring. We could do nothing without you. Thank you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Well let's see. We're talking about 5 10 and 11 he says for what if while we were enemies. Let me repeat that. If reconciliation we have received. So as it is stated in the verse, we were enemies. We were enemies of God, but yet God has reconciled us and saved us. God reconciles and saves us by doing three things. God reconciles us by Christ's death. God saves us by Christ's life. His life means the life of the living Lord. Christ stands before God as our great intercessor and mediator. Standing before God, he stands as the sinless and righteous son of God, as the ideal and perfect man. When we believe in Christ, God takes our belief and counts it as righteousness. The ideal righteousness of Christ covers us, and God accepts and saves us because we trust Christ as the living Lord, as our intercessor and mediator before God. The scripture tells us, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. The Bible says, For there is one God and one mediator. Between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, first Timothy chapter two, verse five. See the Bible tells us that we are we have been brought back into uh, a, a right relationship with God. We have been reconciled with god uh, he is he is our mediator, and uh, because of him because of Christ we have been reconciled with the father again because we were separated you remember in genesis 3:15 and you know in the fall of man round that area of the woods there we were uh we were separated from god because we sinned we we partook of the tree uh, that we were told not to take of. Now we worry more about what that fruit was than we do the act itself. See, it's not what we took or what we ate. It's the fact that we disobeyed God. See, that's that's the reason because we if. If we are not careful, we can reason why we disobey. Well, I, I took the apple because I was hungry, and you said I, I shouldn't be hungry. Everything is, you know, for me. So I just took the apple. But no, he says don't. And when God says don't, then you don't and if you are sinning living a life of sin uh you are an enemy of god now i know you don't believe that because you don't feel that in your heart You, you wouldn't dare say oh man i'm an enemy of god i don't get along with god you wouldn't say that but your actions with your actions i'm excuse me with your actions you are saying it because if you're sinning you're living contrary to what the word of God says and God says if you love me you'll obey me well if you're not obeying him according to what he says then you don't love him now those are the words of God and you can't you you, you can't twist the word of God so in order for us to be brought back into a wreck uh, be reconciled excuse me we must, We must seek that through Christ Jesus. So God gives us joy through the atonement or reconciliation of Christ. A person who receives so much from God is bound to be filled with joy and rejoice. And you would think that would be the case again. The more God gives you, the more you want to give him back. But sometimes we are selfish and the more God gives us, the more we take from God and the less we give back. Well, I I, I got news for you. Uh, God, you you can't you can't make a mockery out of, of, of God's kingdom or out of God. You can't fool him. You can't trick him. You can't deceive him. You know, uh, you, you just can't do it because God knows what you're going to do before you're going to do it. He knows your reasoning before you know your reasoning. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He knew your He knew you before your mother was in your mother's womb. So you're not going to get anything by God. You're not getting anything. He knows all, sees all, and he's everywhere, okay? So let's just get that straight. Now I'll give you a couple of scriptures here. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Here too, wherefore reconciliation have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. John sixteen twenty four. He said you don't have it because you don't ask him. Sometimes when you ask, you got selfish motives and God knows your motives. OK, so here we go again. You can't fool him. You got to be honest with God. If you're honest with God, God can take care of you. Let's see. Hitherto before reconciliation have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. John sixteen twenty four. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans fourteen seventeen. <clears throat> Let's see. First Peter one <clears throat> excuse me eight through nine whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Again, first Peter chapter one, verses eight through nine. So if we if we look in here and and we get to trying to understand reconciliation and see just what uh, excuse me, what kind of joy, what kind of blessings that what comes with this reconciliation, what kind of peace comes with this reconciliation. So let's see, let's do a little, little, let's walk a little bit further down the road, uh, excuse me, of reconciliation. Let's see, reconciliation to change, to change thoroughly, to exchange, to change from intimacy to friendship. So intimacy means we were enemies of God, to change from intimacy to friendship, to bring together, to restore. So as we see here, we have been brought from a enemy of God back to friendship with God. Now, you can't pay for the things that you've done against God. Okay, you can't. You don't you can't pay for them. Jesus Christ paid for them. So that's why you are reconciled through Christ Jesus because without Christ Jesus then you'd have to carry your your sins with you and you are you would continue to be an enemy of God. So it is because of Jesus Christ that we are reconciled or given friendship with God, okay? So with that being said, let's go and say then that the idea is that two persons who should have been together all along are brought together. Two persons who had something between them are restored and re- reunited. So you, you, you see, you, you and I should have. We should never have been separated from God. We were always put here to serve Him, to be, to be of service to Him, and He was going to be our provider. Okay, so we have been brought back. We have been reunited uh, with God. So if we 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 got three points that we could we could note about this reconciliation, okay. The thing that broke the relationship between God and man was sin. Men are said to be enemies of God. Now you can find that in Romans chapter five verse ten. Okay, Romans chapter five mm-hmm. verse ten. Let's see. <clears throat> we got a, a a few minutes here on the ticket. Let's get Romans chapter five. And uh, if you're listening, you can you can be getting there, too. That'll practice help you practice finding those books of the Bible. The more you look them up, the uh, the more you uh, get familiar with the location of them. So we look at uh, we got when I say Romans, yeah, Romans, uh, Romans chapter chapter. Let's see here, chapter five, which we are already at. Romans chapter five, and then we're gonna look at. Verse 10, okay, verse 10. And the Bible says that for if while we were, what? We were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now than we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. See, we were enemies, with me. The Bible clearly states that. And the word enemy refers back to the sinners and the ungodly. Okay, if we look at Romans 5 and just back up a little bit and look at 6, uh, it says, for while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the who? The ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that wonderful? While we were still sinners, he died for us. So the enemies of God are the sinners and ungodly of this world. This simply means that every man is an enemy of God. For every man is a sinner And ungodly. He's a sinner and he is ungodly. This may seem unkind and harsh, brothers, sisters, friends, but uh, it is exactly what Scripture is saying. The fact is clearly seen by thinking about the matter for a moment. Okay. Let's see if I can give you a picture or something. Let's let's look at... uh, uh, you, you you you're standing we're all standing on 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 solid ground and then all of a sudden there's a divide and on one side you got god and on one side you got the world okay let me see if i can make this uh, clear uh, think about now that there's a in, in this divide there's a there's a gulf okay there's water you can't swim it you can't get over it. there's no boats there's no way to get across it God established this so that his people will be separated from the world okay now so let's just take this let's look at this so now if I'm on the side of God and I look over across the river and there you are you guys are wearing nice clothes you're dancing you know you got good books you got the movies and you got all those things going over there Am I to cross the river and come over and then partake for a little bit and then come back across the river? Well, that's not God's intent. His intent was you to stay on the side of the river that he's on because a couple of things might happen. Okay, well, you swim across the river and maybe you like it so much you don't never come back. Or you take out and swim across the river and on the way back you got so much stuff you drown. Or on the way across the river you start to swim and you make it across the river and then all of a sudden when you get over there on the other side of the river you say oh you know what i don't want to be over here anymore i want to swim back across Well, what if there's a what 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 now if, if the storm has come and now you can't get back because now the storm of life has hit you and you can't get back see what i mean don't go over there Stay over here You can't dip You can't walk with God And take a piece of the world And come back You can't do that You Either you're going to walk with God Or you're going to walk with the world Now I know there's a lot of temptations out there You know I'm a, I'm a guy who enjoys music But let me tell you something brothers and sisters If the secular music is playing on the other side of the river Are you going to go on the other side of the river To get that music And, and maybe one of those circumstances I just mentioned might happen to you Or are you going to stay over here and listen to the music that God's providing for you? Think about it. Think about it, okay Because the sinner cannot be said to be a friend of God And remember, if you if you disobey God, you're a sinner Sin is breaking God's law So you, if you're breaking God's law, then you are a sinner And a sinner cannot be said to be a friend of God, okay He cannot be a friend of God He is an antagonist toward God Opposing what God stands for The sinner is rebelling against God He is rebelling against God He's rejected against God he's cursing God, ignoring God, disobeying God, fighting against God, denying God, and refusing God. See, that's what the sinner is doing. When any of us sin, we work against God and promote evil by word and example. When the sinner leaves, lives for himself, he becomes an enemy of God. Why? Because God does not live for himself. God himself Uh, God gave himself up in the most supreme way possible. He gave his only son to die for us. So, brothers and sisters, when the sinner lives for the world and, the, and worldly things, he becomes an enemy of God. You cannot love the world and love God. You cannot serve two masters. You can, you're going you're gonna to despise one and you're going to love the other. So, I suggest to you is that you stay on the side of the river that God is on and stop going back and forth. Because, you know, the last thing that may happen to you, you may go over there, come Come back, go and come back, but eventually you might get tired and maybe your arms get tired and you drown that way. So, in other words, there's no good reason for you to go over there. There's no safe reason for you to be over there. You need to stay on the side of God. Brothers and sisters, we're going to have to get out of here. I'm a couple of minutes past my time, but that's okay. Uh, God needed to say those things through me, and so I must be obedient and let them be said. Now, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer. God bless you all.